نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال تعالى يوم ينفع الصادقين قال الله تعالى هذا يوم ينفع الصادقين صدقهم لهم جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها أبدا رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه ذلك هو الفوز العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق يهدي إلى البذ وإن البذ يهدي إلى الجنة وإن الرجل ليصدق ويتحرى الصدق حتى يكتب عند الله صديقا أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين If you have to look at the various qualities and the distinguishing features in the life of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then there is one such quality which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was famous for even prior to his nubuat and that was the quality of his truthfulness and his trustworthiness even prior to to nubuat nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was accepted by the enemies of makkah mukarrama and the people of makkah mukarrama as al sadiq and al amin the truthful and the trustworthy one and such was Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's trustworthiness and truthfulness that despite not agreeing with him the people would keep their safe their belongings and the expensive commodities for safekeeping in in Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam's company and such was the quality of fulfilling trust and truthfulness that even after leaving Makkah Mukarramah Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam ensured that this whatever trust were given to him were returned to its rightful owners one hadith Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned alaykum bis sidq that hold firm to truthfulness. فَإِنَّ الصِّدْقَ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْبِرِّ For verily truthfulness leads a person towards good actions. By a person being truthful, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it a means of a door of good deeds being opened up for him. وَإِنَّ الرَّجُلْ لَيَصْدُقْ وَيَتَحَرَّ الصِّدْقِ حَتَّى يُكْتَبَ عِنَّ اللَّهِ صِدِّيقًا And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that righteousness. وَإِنَّ الْبِرَّ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ Righteousness leads a person towards Jannah. So by a person being truthful, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it a means of, of him being able to carry out good actions. And that will obviously lead him towards Jannah. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, the benefit of a person always speaking the truth and always making an effort to try and be truthful. So that person who is truthful and he always endeavors to be truthful, he will be written in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as an extremely truthful person. He will be given this maqam of Siddiq, this maqam which is a very high position in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The muhaddisin explain. Not only in the sight of Allah is this person written as a very truthful person, but even amongst the people he is given such a rank. This person's truthfulness is now common amongst people as well. And because of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places the love of his the love of him in the hearts of people. And then on the contrary, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَالْكَذِبِ and refrain from speaking lies. فَإِنَّ الْكَذِبَ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْفُجُورِ for verily, lies leads a person towards and evil actions lead a person towards the fire of Jahannam. And وَإِنَّ الرَّجُلْ لَيَكْذِبْ حَتَّى يُكْتَبَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ كَذَّابًا 
A person will continue to speak lies and be careless and not be cautious in speaking the truth until he is recorded in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a very, very uh, deceitful person, as a person who speaks a lot of lies. And the extent and the effect of this not only is in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and among the special angels, but the effect of this is witnessed in the very world. That this person now is despised among the creation because of his speaking lies because of him not being truthful allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates this uh, hatred for him amongst the hearts in the hearts of people as well in, in ayat allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha wa kunu ma'as sadiqin that all those who believe fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be amongst the truthful ones this ayat was revealed on the occasion of tabuk as al-kahb ibn malik radiyallahu anhu narrates the incident himself he says the time normally it was the habit of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that when preparing for any expedition then he would not clearly state his intentions so as to conceal the matter from the enemy so that the enemy may not be aware of his intention to attack them. But when he came to this expedition, the expedition of Tabuk, because this was a time which was peak summer, and it was a very long journey, and a very big army that had to be faced, Nabi wasallam from the very onset, had made it clear to the Sahaba regarding his intentions of attacking the Romans in Tabuk, so that they can make the necessary preparations for this long journey, and they can be well prepared for this long journey. So Kaab ibn Malik radiallahu anhu says, and when I received the news of this, then at that time I was the most wealthy as far as my condition prior to this. He says, to such an extent, Allah had made it such, before this in my life, I never possessed two conveyances. But on this occasion, I had possessed two conveyances. But this was a very difficult time for the Muslims and for the Sahaba radiallahu anhum as this was the time where the fruits were laden and were ready to be harvested and the people of Medina Munawwara their main means of livelihood was their crops and the harvest of their crops was the time this was the time for them to harvest their crops and this would be a means of them being able to earn a lot of money which will see to their needs throughout the year. So he says it was a very difficult time. But nevertheless, I made my intention that I will join this army. But he says that the morning, I would leave my home with the intention to prepare and I would return home without anything happening. And then the next day, I would wake up and make the same resolve. But again, when I would return, I had not made any preparations to join this army. So as is explained in English, that procrastination is the thief of time. That when a person keeps delaying something, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it easy for a person to do some righteous deed. It is possible for a person to carry out some righteous deed, but he delays in carrying it out. And he lets it go by. He lets that opportunity and that moment go by. And he thereby loses that opportunity to do some righteous deed. By him delaying and saying that later I will do it, later I will do it, he loses out on that opportunity to do that righteous deed. Kaab radiallahu anhu says in this manner, three days passed without making any preparations until the Sahaba radiallahu anhu and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had already departed and left Medina Munawwara. After this army had left Medina Munawwara, it occurred to me that even though I had not been able I will still make my preparations and I will quickly try and reach this army and join them wherever they are. But he says, for whatever reason, I never got the opportunity to join this army. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa remembered me whilst in Tabuk. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa asked his companions, Ma fa'ala Kaab? That what has happened to Kaab? Where is Kaab radiallahu anhu? So one person remarked, that no Nabi of Allah, 
his wealth and his the conditions, the luxurious conditions that he was in has prevented him from coming out and joining you on this expedition. Mu'az radiallahu anhu, Mu'az ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu, he immediately responds to defend the dignity and the honor of Ka'ab radiallahu anhu and he says, that O Nabi of Allah, we only know good regarding Ka'ab. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam remains silent. From here we learn that we should always try to defend the honor and the dignity of another Muslim. And always we should endeavor to have good thoughts regarding another Muslim. So nevertheless, Ka'ab radiallahu anhu says, now when the news of the return reached Medina Munawwara, the return of this army, of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the sahaba radiallahu anhum reached Medina Munawwara. Now I became very worried and concerned that now I will be doomed and I will be heading for destruction because I lost out on this opportunity to join Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he began to consult with the notable people and inquire from them that what should I do now when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam returns? What should I tell Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? So different people gave him different advice. He says, finally, I came to this resolve that I will only speak the truth to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it is only through this truthfulness that I will be saved from Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if I at this moment have to speak a lie, then perhaps for that temporary moment, I will be saved from the anger and the wrath of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But later on when the reality of the matter becomes exposed to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for destruction. So he says, I made this fall when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this large army returned to Medina Munawwara. Then initially the munafiqeen, the hypocrites began to come to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he returned to the masjid. And they began presenting their excuses for not joining this army. So they were munafiqeen, they were hypocrites, but their condition was not apparent to the people. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam accepted the excuses and he even sought forgiveness on their behalf. And whatever was the true reality, he handed that matter over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Ka'ab radiallahu anhu says that I came before Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam smiled at me. But from his smile, I could gauge that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not happy. And then he told me, come forward. I sat before Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he then asked, that what has caused you to remain behind? Ka'ab radiallahu anhu said, O Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if I had to be seated in the presence of any ruler, then Allah has given me the gift of the gab. I will be able to make my way out because of my ability and my eloquence of speech. But I know very well that you are the Nabi of Allah. And if I speak a lie to you, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala later on may reveal wahi and inform you regarding the reality of the matter. Therefore, I will only speak the truth. By Allah, I had no excuse. By Allah, I had no excuse. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells those that were present that this person has spoken the truth. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells him that go until Allah will decide regarding your condition. Ka'ab radiallahu anhu says that when I left this gathering, then some of the people of the Banu Salima, they came to me and they began rebuking me. That why did you acknowledge this? Why did you say this to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? You could have presented some excuse and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would have sought forgiveness for you and that would have been sufficient for your forgiveness. Why did you make your weakness apparent? Why did you make your sin apparent? So he says, they began telling me this so much that I almost had the intention to go back and tell Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and retract from that statement. But he says, I asked them, is there anyone who, ex who has experienced the same condition as mine? So I was told that there are two other sahaba radiallahu anhum Hilal ibn Umayyah and Murarat ibn Rabi'a So when I heard these names, I witnessed the battle of Badr. So he had, I felt at ease, that now 
I will remain like this until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says like this, 40 days passed. 40 days passed. We were completely boycotted. No one spoke to us. No one replied to our salam. No one made or initiated salam to us. He says on the 40th day, I passed by the home of my cousin Abu Qatada radiallahu anhu, who was very close to me. He says when I went to him, I made salam, but he did not reply to my salam. I then asked him, oh Abu Qatada, do you not know? The third time, again I asked him the same question. He merely responded, Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam know best. Kaab radiallahu anhu says, that was the most difficult condition. He says, I broke out there and then and I stopped. Appliance to the teaching of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nevertheless, he says, on the 40th day, the command was then given that we should separate from our wives and... Like this 10 days passed. In this interim, Kaab radiallahu anhu says, I received a letter from one of the leaders of Ghassan and he in this letter informed me that I have heard regarding your difficult condition and your situation and the treatment of the Muslims. If you leave them and you come to us, we will treat you very kindly. So Kaab radiallahu anhu upon receiving this letter, he says, this is a calamity upon a calamity. That this difficulty is even worse than the difficulty that I am experiencing. That the, the enemy has now decided to tempt me to leave the fold of Islam, na'udhu billah. So nevertheless, he says on the 40th, on the 50th day, 50 days pass in this condition, where we were totally boycotted. Then on the fajr of the 50th day, he says, after performing fajr from the mountain, that glad tidings, O Murara, and tidings, O Hilal, he says, immediately I, re I realized. So I immediately set out. He says, on the way, the Sahaba radiallahu anhu began congratulating me and giving me glad tidings. This shows